All right. I'll admit I, I wasn't expecting to take this long. Um, I really wasn't hoping to take Christmas break as long as I took Thanksgiving break, but so it is. Hello again, listeners, and um, here I am back on the podcast. Uh, I hope you had a fantastic Christmas, and um, I hope that uh, you've had a good January so far. I'm going to kind of just spitball today, see what see what comes up. There's a couple things on my mind, but uh, we'll see. I might, might split those up into two different podcasts if it takes too long. So, where to start? Where to start? Honestly, I think I'll start with my my Christmas adventure, right? I, I was listening to a recent podcast by Jonathan Fisk um, where he, he said something to the effect of um, purposeful wandering or purposefully meandering. And I think that really that really defines the the Christmas that I had. this This was my first Christmas away from home. and uh, that is, oh, I wasn't with my my parents this year uh, for the first time. Mostly because I had just been there for Thanksgiving, and it's a it's a pretty long flight back. But uh, also because I really didn't get the opportunity to take some time off all year to just uh, do whatever I wanted to do, and and I always had some sort of purpose in in all the the weekends and the days, or else I was just sitting at home doing nothing. Uh, both of which are very bad. So I was either hyper purposeful or hyper lazy. You know, just kind of being. Uh, and well, not even being just like breathing and, and playing video games. And, and as, as much as I enjoy that, there's a limitation to how much I enjoy it. Right. I, I always it always gets under my skin when I do it for too long. So this year I decided to do something different. All right. I, I actually decided to reach out and uh, see if I could basically just see friends over the week. Uh, the, well, the two week break that I had. And so I took two weeks to travel the Midwest, uh, go to different churches, see different friends, and uh, be able to spend time with others. And it turned out to be a fantastic blessing. Um, I had some wonderful conversations, absolutely fantastic. And, and those conversations will honestly affect a lot of the content that I put out because it's, they've allowed me to codify some ideas, to think through some things with other people and find some things that I, I, I've, I'm very passionate about in those ways. What topics can I, can I really bring out? So that'll come in. But I also, also just got to spend time with people, spend time with friends. And honestly, I cannot recommend that highly enough. You know, I don't know about you, uh, but I, I tend to have some difficulties with that in my you know, everyday life. And, and just to, to be able to say, I'm gonna take this time and spend time with someone else was that was incredibly valuable, and it's something that I think is a little harder in our modern culture, at least for my generation, because we've we've grown up outside of culture, right? As as the the culture around us has degraded, has changed. Well, I don't want to say degraded, changed, but definitely, um, the the way the structures that we have used in the past to see one another, to meet people have fallen to the wayside as other things have taken precedent and we really need to adapt to that but we haven't yet and this was my effectively my attempt at trying one step of of doing that which was i'm going to go down to columbus and cincinnati and fort wayne and st louis and just spend time there and i don't know how long i'll be there i'll figure it out when i get there more or less i mean i had a basic idea but a lot of the times it was 
Eh, I don't know. I know where I'm going. I know who I'm seeing. I know they have things they'll have to do with themselves. I know if, if they're busy, there are things I can do with myself. Uh, but I don't have plans. I'm going to give myself to them and say, hey, I'm here to, I'm free to do whatever you're interested in doing. Um, I'm, I can find something to do if you have, if you're busy, but if I'm in the area, I'd love to hang out and talk. And that's what ultimately the whole thing ended up being was this great opportunity to talk with people, spend time getting to know them, uh, getting to, to think through things and, and not have this burden of, of having a specific thing to plan around not having some specific purpose to any of the engagements. Now, there were a few that had very specific purposes, and those were a blessing as well. And you know, the, the balance was healthy. Don't hear me saying you should just go out and live your life randomly, because that's dumb. That's, that's just dumb. But there's value. There's value in free time. And, and to highlight this, I'm going to tell a story from my youth. Uh, before I get into, I guess, some of the more specific things maybe that I did over the break, I'm going to tell a story about my childhood. A lot of the early memories that I have are playing in my backyard. I had, we had, when we were growing up, this, this big double lot, basically, because we were living in a parsonage. So it was a very, very small house with me and my siblings. But we had this extra lot just to the side of it. Then there was a vacant lot. And then the church parking lot, which was gravel, and then the church where my dad worked. Uh, he's a pastor, so there's that. If you didn't know, there, now you know. So there was this, this open extra lot with some grass on it, some trees. And then there was a vacant lot. And both of those really gave myself and my siblings the, the framework, the, the place to just build whatever we wanted to. Now, we didn't physically build it, right? We didn't cut down trees or use wood, but that space was the open ground of our imagination. It was the, the battlefield for anything we could imagine. It was the, the place where we could play tag. We could play capture the flag. We could um, sit in a, in a castle and, and make a story. We could make a tent if we wanted to. But, but most, most vividly, I remember there was a, a, a corner of it it was the the northwest corner of this lot it was somewhat we didn't have grass in it because it was right beside this uh, the shed that we had and and my dad had dug uh, dug it out to fill a hole somewhere else that we had done what we were about to do with this hole um, and and so he he dug it out and we kind of gravitated towards it and I I, I'm not surprised, right? Sandboxes are helpful, but but there was there was immense power that we found in that space. And bless my mother, she she had the wisdom to let it happen, because we would we would go there on a functionally a daily basis. If the weather was nice, out we would go, and and it was all all of all of us eventually ended up out there, uh, each in their own time. Sometimes it was my, my elder sibling, and you know, sometimes it was my younger siblings. But this was the place that we controlled. This was the place that we built. This was where our worlds 
were created. Our, our minds were set loose to create whatever we wanted. We had total, absolute freedom. And we had all the tools we needed as well. We had dirt. We had our hands. We had water. And we might have had a few sticks to loosen the ground you know, as digging tools. We didn't, have, we didn't have shovels. We didn't have trowels. We didn't have buckets. We used our hands. Okay, we, we had, I think we, we would take buckets for the water because that was, that was a little too hard. But buckets for, were, were for water, not for dirt. And, and what we did in this space was we, we made rules. We built towns, right? We, we devised these little, you know, road systems between different blobs of mud that we would stick down. And we'd just spend time there enjoying the, the power. It was, it was a lot like Minecraft, honestly. Now, having played Minecraft, it was a lot like Minecraft. I had a, a place where I could build whatever I wanted to build. But unlike Minecraft, there were two very significant benefits. One, I was outside working with my hands, appreciating the, the physical realm, which was uh, definitely beneficial because that gave me sunlight and air and physical activity, which I definitely needed. But also unlike Minecraft, there, there were significant limitations in my toolkit. One of the things that Minecraft has, it has just this, this broad spectrum of tools you can work with, of, of different blocks you can play with. My hole in the dirt, my little hole in the ground had dirt and maybe water, right? If we could get away with water, which we couldn't always because my mom was smart as well. And sometimes water was off limits because of cleanliness issues. But, but if we could get away with water, we had that. We had sticks and we had dirt. And, and with those tools, we built what is one of my fondest memories. And I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was that we built. But we built a memory. We built an experience. We built an environment where, where we could be creative, be innovative, be cooperative, be individual, right? If I, if I had designed some, some type of, of mud hut, you know, small six-inch mud hut that, that could stand up better when we kicked it, well, then I would have the opportunity of licensing that to my siblings. They couldn't just use it because, well, that wasn't the rules that we agreed upon. If one person did their own thing, well, that's them. Maybe I want to use it. Maybe I don't. But we would cooperate. We would work together to figure that out. That was, that was so pivotal to my life. I honestly hope that I get the chance to, to, to dig a hole in the yard someday again. If I ever get the chance to have kids, that will be one of my goals is there's a hole in the ground. You're free to do whatever you want with it. And the Wi-Fi's off, Right. What are you going to do with yourself? There's a hole in the ground. Maybe to even teach them if I get the chance to show my kids that that is good. That there's, there's goodness in that freedom. In, the, in forcing them to get along. In forcing them to build these relationships with people who are different from them. Um, the, the, all of these things were tied in with this little hole in the ground. And a lot of it just had to do with spending time with siblings. But, but there's so much of, like, the, the very fabric of, of civilization comes from that. It comes from family. And if, if a family 
doesn't take the time to, to chill out and, and force one another to learn how to work together in an environment that neither person has control over, right? If we as, a, as families don't spend time just chilling out, why on earth would we expect, expect a civilization to do it, right? We're a, a civilization that has no chill in America here, right? And, and we're worried about everything. Well, do we ever take the time to just play in the dirt? And this is where sports comes in, I think. As, as a culture, we have sports. This is our playing in the dirt. This is our hanging out and doing nothing. But, but it's, it's changing from that, right? Now it's gaming. Gaming has become that, that outlet. It used to be sports, I think. Now it's be becoming gaming. But we're losing something. We're losing something. We're losing something in that physical contact, in that ability to build relationships with people we are physically present with. And, you know, trying to negotiate boundaries with those who have different talents than we do. Right? That's a, then that's a big deal. This reminds me also of one of the newer ways that we've adjusted to this. So this was, this was back when we, we lived in that parsonage. Eventually, we, we moved to a bigger house further away it was closer to the school system um and it was also um it was also a bigger house which we needed because gosh my family could not have survived in that small of a space and i uh, just a quick side note i i'm talking a bit quickly today but i hope it's not too quickly for you uh, i've got a lot of things to, to pop out of my head and usually if i get start getting profound i'll slow down but hopefully it's not too fast let me know what you think I should probably slow down a little bit anyway. All right, we'll slow down just a little bit. Not too much, but just a little bit. So once we moved to this bigger house, we, we technically still had this vacant lot behind the house, and we used that for a good while as our hole in the ground. But the problem started arising because, well, one, it wasn't exactly a convenient hole, um, and, and two, it wasn't our property. And three, you had to get dirty to do it. And, and, and so our, our method of this free time changed. Our method of organizing our free time, of negotiating our freedom, changed to, to football, backyard football. And we didn't have, we had a very small, proper like city lot kind of space and uh, fences all around. And we, so we didn't have the freedom to do a lot with that space. And this gets back to the dirt hole, right? What were what were our tools? What was our toolbox? Well, we had a football, we had ourselves, and we had our our uh, yard. There was a big patio in the back that kind of jut, jutted in, so we couldn't use it as a rectangle. So we had to define everything. What's out of bounds? What what counts as a catch? What what is down? Right? Are we doing two hand touch tackle? Um, what are the rules around? You know, guarding and, and pass interference and, you know, what's a legal play? What's an illegal play? When are you allowed to run forward? Can I blitz the quarterback? It took many years for us to develop a, a relatively consistent rule set. And it, it, even now, it's still, it, it's evolving. Whenever I go home and I get the chance to play football with my brothers, we are going to redefine the rules to a certain extent because our talents have changed. My youngest brother used to be kind of a skinny, small kid, 
And so we set a rule set around it so that he wouldn't get hurt. And we defined our roles around the fact that he was shorter than both of my, my, my younger brother and I. My youngest brother was, you know, probably a good six inches shorter. It can't be that much, probably four inches, but still significant in a football realm. So he was the quarterback, right? Was he a particularly good quarterback? Not always, but he was he was consistent. He was consistently the quarterback of both sides. My brother, my brother might disagree with me here. All right, I will throw him a bone. Sometimes he was a better quarterback for me. Now, I don't know if that was just his bias or if it was just that I was a better coach. Okay, all right, you, you, you bother that yourself. But yes, sometimes he was better for me. Okay, I get it. But but all the same, the you know, and if you, if you really want to get into that, Cyril, um, then I think part of it was that because I was a better coach, I was playing that part of the game better than you were. So ha, there you go. A little bit of a poke poke you. Um, but we had to, we had to define these rules, right? I and my brother had to we had to define these rules. Both of them, both of my brothers, we had to all come together and say, okay. Are we going to get along? Well, we're stuck here together in this little town um, with a lack of community. Um, and, and so we're here together. Why don't we figure out a way where we can get along? Why don't we figure out rules that we can play by so that we can play this game? So we can get out of mom's hair so she can do whatever she needs. We can get our energy out, which is good and healthy, and we can enjoy ourselves and be together. And so even though we had different skill sets, even though we had different talents, even though my, you know, my younger brother was faster than I was and you know, I was bigger than him, we, we defined a rule set that equalized the playing field. And as we've gotten older, our skill sets have actually all kind of come closer together. You know, so I'm, I can... I can beat him on a uh, slant route if I need to, you know, a quick a quick route because I've developed a little bit of quickness. And it's not that he's slower than I am. It's just if I know where I'm going and he doesn't, you know, I have that advantage. So, so the way we played changed as our skills evolved and the rules we placed around the game to keep it enjoyable changed with that. Suddenly it didn't matter as much who won. Just like it didn't matter if you, you know, what kind of house you built, what kind of mud hut you built, what mattered is that you built it and you, you built it with everyone else. Now, the point of the, of the game was ultimately always to score. The point of football was always, always to score, but it was not, it, it went from winning to scoring. It went from, I want to win the game by scoring more points to, wait a second, we're not even keeping track of points anyway, because we don't know how long we're going to play. That's undefined. So the, we're just making it effectively an anthology of individual drives where we're all just going to try and score a point every single drive. And we, we, we ended up saying that, well, maybe the total number of drives that I get and the number, total number of times that I, I score that we're out here while we're out here doesn't matter because I can always say, well, maybe I would have gotten another drive. And you'd always, as long as you always have that goal for every drive to keep getting better, there was always a competition to be had. There was always a reason to get better. There's always a, a motivation to, to keep playing well, to keep challenging one another, to keep the game going, because that was the fun of it. 
The fun of it was that we were coming together to compete together. That, that he was on the other side and I was on, I was on one side, he was on the other. And we would mix this up as we, as we could, right, with different people. But it gave us that opportunity to, in a friendly environment, in, a, in an amiable environment, compete with one another, challenge one another, discover things, force innovation in terms of play calling and, and play styles and you know, who does what, what routes do you run, how do you approach it. And, and we had this constant cycle because there were no rules. There were absolutely no rules. In this, in this knockdown, drag-out world where we could have, if we wanted to, gone full, like, MMA-style boxing. We could have done that. That was perfectly within our predefined rules. But we didn't. Why? Game theory. Game theory. Because we wanted to make the decision that was not just best for an individual, but was best for the individual and the group. I didn't want to ever you know, make a rule that, that or try to enforce a rule for tackle football because I knew I could always push my brother off. And I would never accept a rule where it was purely based on running very far because my brother would have an advantage with that, right? If we had to run around the block before every play, well, I'm going to lose that every time. And if he had, if he'd pushed that advantage, which he had, we wouldn't have played the game, but we were limited. We were limited in that we had to play the game. Not, not because there were no other options, but because we wanted to. We wanted to come together and do something as brothers. And so we did that. Just like when we had our little hole in the ground, we didn't have much. We didn't have many tools. And frankly, mud and sticks and tempers can can turn out very poorly and it did sometimes right there were it's not to say our little world was a perfect paradise but i have very very fond memories of that because because of the freedom it provided and and because of the 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 chance to just do to just meander purposefully to meander through that the dust and say what am I going to make of this? If I'm stuck here, I better do something with it. And, and then eventually it became, wow, I actually enjoy this, right? It, 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 even if at first it was the, 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 the result of boredom, the result of limitation of choice, it was a good thing. And that's, that's I think, where, where some of the, the value came for me in this most recent trip. I told myself... All right, I'm going to go do this because I, I have that freedom. I have the freedom to go wherever I want to go. I have absolute freedom within what limitation. I'm going to see if this person is available, and if so, I will spend time with them. And I will find a way to spend time with them and do that, and I will respect their time. I'm going to go to this person and do the same thing. Right? I'm going to go see my sister, and I'm going to spend time there. And... I'm going to go to a buddy's wedding and I'm going to actually be there and, and uh, celebrate that, well, a buddy and, a, and another buddy, um, two buddies technically. I don't know. It's a weird, weird concept. But yes, two very good friends, very, very good friends got married and I'm so happy for them. Um, so 
so I but but that was a that was a non-negotiable point after it was negotiated. There were no rules going in. But once there was a rule, once there was something defined, right? I'm going to Columbus. Okay, when am I going? How? I'll figure it out. And as long as the other person is flexible, as long as the other person is willing to define the rules with me, then the system worked. Because I didn't I didn't come in with any expectations on what they should want, on what they should need. And if they had something that they needed to do, I need I I knew from the get-go I needed to be flexible. And and yet from that environment, I also had my priorities. I wanted to have really good deep conversations at every single point on that road with as many people as I possibly could and I did and I did and, and that's why I think this was such a satisfying satisfying trip for me um, I know I didn't get the chance to podcast and share that with you but I hope now some of the results of that that glorious experience will be shared through this uh, through this chat so so yeah that that was that was my my big uh, overarching takeaway from this past trip was that it, it's, it does a person good to chill out every once in a while, to take some time and just be, just do something with someone and, and limit yourself to a certain context, but don't, don't plan everything so, so rigorously. Maybe, maybe take a day and be bored. There's the, there's the word. Bored. I ended up bored several times on that trip. I'm not going to lie. So what did I do? I actually figured out something to do with myself. One time I was in Fort Wayne. What did I do? I called a friend. I then I wandered around the, the city and actually got to see what it was like. Uh, wandering is honestly so highly underrated. Just Just walking around and and being lost, getting lost is so awesome, seriously, because it's impossible, because we all have GPSs, getting lost, right? If I had more time or gas and I wasn't going so far, I would probably do it with, with, with my car too. Just pick a road and be like, eh, I'll figure it out. There were a couple of times I did that on the drive where I'm like, eh, I'm not going to follow the GPS. Uh, it'll, it'll correct me eventually. I'm just going to follow the highway and I'll see, yeah, this highway seems like it's the right direction. I'm not going to follow the, the little dot. Why? Because I know where I'm going. Because I know where I'm going ultimately. It's, it's not something I want to do too much of because, because we need purpose. We need to have a, a specific intent when we do certain things. But a lot of my best experiences, a lot of the things that I remember most personally, that I value most are are the, the times where I just decided I'm going to go for it. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to go on this random, unexpected journey. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let myself go where the wind takes me. I'm going to follow, follow the breeze, but not, not entirely. Because I know there's somebody at the end of that road. I know there's something at the end of that road that I'm, that I'm looking forward to. But it doesn't matter how I get there. It doesn't, you know, the, the, there are certain things I should do. I shouldn't drive my car into a ditch. No. I shouldn't, you know, actively try and hurt other people along the way. In fact, I should do what I can to help others. But if I find myself, you know, if I find myself on the side of a road talking to somebody who's, who's in need of some help, or if I find myself in a, 
in a weird side of town, meeting, you know, seeing somebody who's going through something and getting the chance to talk to them. Maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe it's not a bad thing that I'm willing to to go and and release the control uh, that I have, release the the rigorous schedule. And I'm glad that I had that opportunity in my youth. I'm glad that my mother had the well, partially out of necessity because we needed to wiggle, but had the comfort of saying, yeah, go, figure it out. Because we could, and she knew we could. To, that she did that, and that my brothers and I were able to do that continually. We still can, we still do. That I can do that with people in conversations where we simply let the conversation roll and we find where it leads. And we try to have some structure, right? We have to have some purpose, some topic. And that's what I get with the podcast too. It's it's this free but purposeful action. It is this willingness to say, when I run into something good, I will, I will do it. And when I find something good, I will do it. But I'm not going to be so set on my own mind, my own intentions, that I overlook the opportunity to rest, to relax, and to find the good that's already there. To appreciate the good that's already here without me having to work, work at it all the time. I didn't expect that I would get the chance to see how blessed I am with the people I met, the, the conversations I had, the things I saw, the celebrations I got to participate in. Uh, and, and yet, it has thoroughly enriched my, my time, my, con- my, my thoughts, my body, and I thoroughly look forward to the next opportunity that I have to seeing all of those people, but also to finding out who else is available so I can aimlessly meander back down wherever I'm going. So if you're free sometime, let me know. And if you're uh, in my area, let me know. And let's... uh. Let's go on a purposeful wander together. Let's find some long forgotten road and see who lives there. And let's find some some trail of thought, some dusty trail of thought. And maybe maybe someday so many people will do that, that having structure will become more edifying. But for now, for now, a poem by Robert Frost. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both, and be one traveller, long I stood, and looked down one as far as I could, to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that the passing there had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay, in leaves no step had trodden black, Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, 
and that has made all the difference.